how's the relationship you have with your body, right? Like, are you listening to this like thing that you live inside of that is communicating with you all day long? What's up, everyone? It's your boy, Danny Priori, and welcome to Off the Cuff. You might know me as the guy from the basement yard, Vine, the Low Priori podcast. And while I love to make people laugh, just know that I've struggled with my mental health for most of my life, just like many of you. Here on Off the Cuff, I will be talking with some of the most impactful influencers, athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and mental health experts to have real, unapologetic conversations about mental health and breaking the stigma that surrounds it. This show is for you, and I'm so happy to have you here. Now, let's talk Off the Cuff. Welcome back to Off the Cuff. I'm your host, Daniel Priori, and today I'm joined by Kim Shapira, MS. RD. I can't wait to figure out what those mean. Kim is a celebrity dietitian, nutritional therapist, and author with a Bachelor of Science. This is going to be tough for me. Kinesiology. Kinesiology. Kinesiology from Tulane University, Mardi Gras, and a master's degree in human metabolism and clinical nutrition from Boston University. And before you guys say anything, yes, I'm going to be asking a ton of questions. Thank you so much for being on today. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So Kim, what does MS mean and what does RD mean? Well, master of science, registered dietitian, kind of sounds scary, but it's not. I mean, it was hard, but it's not, it's not scary. How many years of school is that? After college, it was an additional three years. So two years of graduate school and then one year of like hospital rounds. Tough, real tough. How long did it take for you to pay off your student loans? You know what? That's a really good question. And I had very good parents who just took care of it for me. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm so fortunate. What are they doing this weekend? You know what? We're celebrating Rosh Hashanah. All right. Rosh Hashanah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Shout out to all my Jewish friends. I grew up in a small Jewish community, actually. Oh, yeah. In uh, Westchester, New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All all my best friends are Jewish. Spent many Jewish holidays hanging out with my homies. I've been to many, many Shabbats. Let me tell you something. Shabbat dinner is kind of awesome. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man. Say, listen, I'm I'm embarrassed, but like, we have to like say a prayer and like eat as I did. Just keep the food coming. You guys could pray as much as you want. Totally. I'm a reformed Jew, so I don't even know the prayers very well. I'm embarrassed to say, but I love the idea of like lighting candles, which is honoring like our ancestors and just sitting around connecting with like family members. It's the best and other friends. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty yeah. sweet. But my thing was, I always used to ask them, I said, Hanukkah, I said, how do you guys do that? Do you do like one big gift and then like a bunch of like small ones? And that's usually what they they did. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah, smart. smart. All right, now I got to get into all these questions. Should I ask you a question? Yeah, you could always ask me a question. So how's your sleep? My sleep's terrible. Yeah, and how does that affect you? Like, let's just talk about like being well in general. Yeah. And sleep and like how important it is. I mean, you're a comedian, so that's like, it's like you're a night worker, actually. I'm a night worker. But the other thing is, too, is I actually have a sleep study coming up on the 27th of September. Good. I just had like a Zio heart monitor on for a couple of days because I've just been like, I've been telling my doctor that I've, I've just been so tired, like all the time, so tired, 
napping constantly, very hard for me to stay asleep through the evening. So I wore a Zio monitor and they saw some stuff that I was having some like extra heartbeats, but I was having some bradycardia. Yeah. Is that right? Brachycardia. That's what they said. So they were like, listen, we want to put you in there for a sleep study. I 100% have sleep apnea. I already know, but I just have to get it like obviously prescribed and diagnosed. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've been. Well, can I be bold and ask like, how's your weight? How's my your weight? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm too. Let's do a live session, Danny. I think this is what people want to hear. All right. So long story short, I'm type two diabetic. Oh, uh, wait, I'm going to take notes. Got it. Yes. How I found out is I just went in for a regular, I used to never go to the doctor. I just like never, like no way. My yeah. dad, old school Italian, rub dirt on it. It's going to cost totally. me, don't go to the doctor. So in my mind, I was like, yeah, we don't have to go to the doctor. So I, I decided to go to the doctor one day and just be like, I haven't had a physical in like three years. So let wow. me go talk to the doctor. So I got on the scale. I was like 268 pounds. How tall are you? Five nine. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, like I'm embarrassed now. So I do the thing. So they take my blood or whatever. I went to an urgent care. So it takes a couple of days to get your results back. I get a phone call three days later and it's uh, the doctor that I saw at the urgent care. And he goes, hey man, he's like, got to talk to you. Your stuff looks okay, but there's one thing that we have to talk about. And he's like, you have an A1C of 12.8. Oh my gosh. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, all right. I'm like, that kind of sounds low. I was like, it's not, it's not bad, is it? And he goes, it's terrible. You know what an A1C is? Yes. Okay. Maybe if you, like if you, people know, do you think, should we talk about it? Yeah, yeah, no, we should talk about what an A1C is. Yeah. It's just, uh, let me see if I could do, yeah. do it the right way. And then you could tell me. It's kind of like, I get mine every three months. So I have to go That's every easy. three months. Yeah, yeah. Get it taken. It's your hemoglobin levels well hemo it's your hemoglobin a1c so it's your the iron and the and connecting with the cell but what it is is it's your blood sugar yes and it since it has a half life your blood cells have a half life of 3 months we can only kind of figure out changes every 3 months so basically it's a snapshot of what has been happening in your bloodstream over a 3 month window and a normal hemoglobin a1c is under 5.8 Yes. I think I've said it on here now, though, but my A1C now is 5.6. Amazing. Yeah. So it's 5.6. And I went from 260, let's call it 270. 270, I weigh 225 now. Amazing. Yeah. So I lost the, I lost the, a ton of the weight. I switched my, re, my whole lifestyle too, because like I used to drink. I don't drink anymore. I used to do whatever drugs party don't do any of it anymore which is kind of weird for a comedian but yeah i just realized that i had fatty liver enzymes too they were like dude your liver's all fat and shit part of my friend yeah which is part of the alcohol and part of the blood sugar but your liver is actually responsible for your blood sugar yes and your cholesterol your triglycerides and your blood pressure and it's the only organ that regenerates yes which is kind of cool yeah. So if you have fatty liver before it becomes too late, you can reverse it. See, that's what, that's the one thing they were like, Hey man, like they told me, they were like, Hey, listen, you can kind of figure this out. But the thing that I've always had a problem with over the last, I would say the year and a half, two years are 100% sleep. Like my yeah. diet, my diabetes is in check. 
I feel good about that. I've been gradually losing weight over the year. So like, I feel good about that. It's just, I'll have moments where I'll be sitting on this couch with my wife and we'll be watching TV and I'll like doze off for like a couple of seconds and then like wake up. It's almost like I'm falling asleep throughout the day because my yeah. sleep night's so bad. It's really bad. We need a minimum of seven hours of sleep consistently. So we have these master clocks that kind of are our wake and sleep cycles and you are jet lagged every single day of the week. And then there's like real no catch up. And it's not that we can actually catch up. It's that you're not having any consistent sleep. And so you're really actually wreaking havoc on your hippocampus, which is your emotional, which leads to emotional eating and other emotions, your pituitary gland and all the things it does and your adrenal glands, which is your stress hormone, all of your hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and your blood sugar. So actually sleep will kind of course correct everything, figuring out how you can manage seven hours consistently, almost at the same time of going to sleep and waking. Uh And like when we sleep is where like there's a hormone we naturally have, like we have cortisol, which wakes us up. We have melatonin, which helps us go to sleep. And it's usually released when the lights go out and It's about the same time every day. And what's happening is you're bypassing your melatonin and waking yourself up to perform, right? Right. But what happens is melatonin is the most powerful antioxidant in our body that we make. I'm not suggesting you take it because I think we need to naturally make it. But when you're sleeping, melatonin goes and vacuums up all the inflammation in your cells and you're missing out on that restoration Uh. and repair. So we got to figure out your sleep schedule with your lifestyle and your travel. Like it's really essential. It is. And it's like, thank God I don't drink or anything too, because it would be 10 times worse if I was coming home like, oh yeah, like, you know, it's, it's just my, thankfully my lifestyle is not what it used to be like five years ago, six years ago. But the hardest thing is for me, especially is understanding how important sleep is for actual like weight loss. Yeah. You can't lose weight without it. Like it's it's like so hard because what happens is your body, like think about it. And like my whole premise of like my entire practice is basically like, how's the relationship you have with your body, right? Like, are you listening to this like thing that you live inside of that is communicating with you all day long and you're communicating with it all day long. And so if you're not sleeping, you're basically telling your body we're in a stressful situation and now we have to be our like warriors and put our fight on. And so it just protects everything. It's really hard to lose weight when you're stressed. Even if you're not feeling stressed, your body is stressed. Absolutely. That's like the hardest thing too is I definitely had a unhealthy relationship with food because it was like the only place where I kind of found solace. Yeah. Because if it's like, if it was a bad day, I'm like, no, I'll just eat something and like go to sleep. That's where a majority of my weight gain started was definitely out of depression. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I didn't become a dietitian because I had issues with food. I liked food. It was just like this normal thing we ate when we were hungry, but I was a sick kid. And in my mind, I ended up like developing a, like a severe shopping addiction because Uh, it was the only way that I could like be in the medical moment that I had to be in. Yes. You know, so somebody told me when I was really young that food could make you sick or healthy. And so I was like, great, I want to make people healthy. I'm going to go in a career with food. 
And then I opened my practice. I put people on diets and they weren't successfully keeping the weight off. And if I'm like all about health, if you can't keep weight off, I'm failing. So I really had to kind of figure it out. And in that process, I was like, oh my God, my clients are eating the same way that I'm shopping. Every emotion tells me buying something is like a great idea. And so it really is about like how we cope and allowing to like ourselves to be in the discomfort our body's feeling in. And I really put like discomfort in air quotes because like we can handle it. We can handle it. We can. It's very interesting to think about how much of like, I have a friend that just preaches like gut health all the time. Like every, like every, like every time I'm around him, I can't friggin' stand him. Cause he's right though. You know what I mean? I'm just like, but it's not a path to get there. That's the problem. I mean, like we all know muscles important. We all know kale's good, but people aren't eating it. They want to eat the milkshake because they are dealing with like life storms and they don't know how to deal with like being in this moment. And I've spent my entire practice, like 27 years working on getting people to be in this moment. So that way food can only be fuel, right? It's really important to see it that way. I've said it on this show so many times. The human body is the greatest invention of all time. The greatest. It like self-heals. It recalibrates. It's amazing. It's unbelievable that like things that like need to regenerate, like we talked about before, can regenerate, you know, hair growth and all this stuff. It's just amazing. You know? I agree. and there is electricity, obviously, in the nose. In your of, heart. But, you know, it's it's great that we don't have to, like, plug ourselves in at night to, like, get a real, you yeah. know, kind of reset. I could talk about the human body all day. It's like yeah, my favorite thing in the world. Me too. I feel the exact same way. But it's sometimes it's hard for people to be in theirs. Like, it's super important to see that when somebody is getting the thought they have to pee, they don't jump up and go to the bathroom. They think about where the toilet is, how long they have, can they finish this phone conversation? But when people think they, you know, have the thought of hunger that food is a good idea, they don't mm-hmm. scan their bodies in the same way. They're not paying attention. Is this because I'm hungry in my stomach or because I'm really fucking stressed? Yes. All right. Food myth bus question for you. Okay. Okay. A lot of the times when people feel hunger, they are actually thirsty. True or false? Mm. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna go with falls and you ever hear that though it's like you know like you're hungry but you're actually thirsty i'm like nah dude i'm fucking hungry yeah you're hungry but like some people don't know what hunger feels like like you should spend some time asking people do you know what hunger feels like and first of all people are scared of hunger they think it's painful and uncomfortable and the reality is it's like isolated to your stomach it's not scary it does get louder so even if you drink water you should still feel hungry people think they're hungry all the time they're just yeah not hungry all the time. They're not hungry, but their mind is saying like food is such a good idea because it's way more fun than what my body feels like right now. Okay. So imagine I'm your patient. Okay. I walk into your office. I tell you my background, type two diabetic, I'm bipolar. So I'm on these medications. I'm on an antidepressant, a benzodiazepine, metformin, ozempic. What should I be eating? As a type two diabetic, because, you know, we, we don't really talk about diabetes too much on the shows, which is I was so excited to, to have you on. What diet is the best, in your professional opinion, for type one diabetics and type two diabetics? It's a really good question. And there is no best. So let's just say you walk into my office. The first thing I do is you give me the whole list of things that you're on. 
and you give me a little bit of history and I say, okay, this guy needs help staying in his body first. We need to regulate his nervous system and he needs to Mm -hmm. learn how to do it on his own. So then I would give you a practice. So just repeat after me. Where is my body? Where is my body? It's right here. It's right here. Where is my mind? Where is my mind? Okay. So actually go find your mind. Oh, that's scary, but I did it. And is it here or is it somewhere else? It's here. Okay. So I, I do believe it is here, but for many people, they might still say it's thinking about what I had for dinner last week, or it's on a conversation I'm about to have in two hours. That's more of it. I would say nine times out of 10, that's where like my mind is. Right. So before we can talk about what's best to eat, we have to really lock this down. So I would say, all right, Danny, let's repeat it. Where's my body? You would say it's right here. I would say, where's your mind? You would go find your mind. And until you can actually 100% know that it's in this moment, we cannot even start. Because why are you eating? You're eating because somebody said that food is healthy. We have to know what's healthy for your body. And healthy for your body means you don't have headaches. Your nose isn't plugged. Your nose isn't running. You aren't clearing your throat. You don't have heartburn. You aren't bloated. You're not having a sour stomach. You're not having gas, airy or smelly, constipated, diarrhea, itchy skin, yeast infections, things like that. And then once we determine what is going on with your body, then we can say, okay, here's what's going on and here are the foods that are right for you. But the universal recommendation for all diabetics and every human, whether you're diabetic or not, is that you need to eat every two and a half to three hours to balance your blood sugars. Blood sugars are the link to longevity yes, and reducing the risk of every disease for the rest of your life. And the title of my book is called, This is What You're Really Hungry For. And the truth is what people are really hungry for is peace, like peace around their health. Yeah. That's it. That's all we want. If we don't have health, we don't have anything. And so eating every two and a half to three hours is the best thing you can do, but also making sure you're hungry in your stomach every three hours. People eat just because the food is in front of them, which is like, again, you're giving the message to your body, store this for the winter. Yeah. We don't want to store for the winter. We want to know that we're going to eat again in three hours. I think that would be like a cool place to put my mind every once in a while. Like it just being like, hey, like, all right, I ate. And then like three hours from now I could eat. Like, yeah. All right. It's nice to let it go back. You want to know what the hardest thing is too, is yeah. I think, especially in diabetics, but like people as well, just the non-diabetics is portion control. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. In, in this world that we live in is portion control. I've gone to other countries and see like what their entrees look like. I'm like fucking embarrassed. You're right. And so in order for me to be successful with my clients, I had to come up with like what I call six simple rules. And so I think I'm going to run through them because I think they're going to be good for you. I joke about this. I started this podcast to just get free sessions and perfect finagle the insurance industry. <laughs> awesome. I figured out a huge life hack here. It's you know what? You're 100% awesome. right. You're right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy to, I'm so happy to, to help. So I'm about to change your life even more. Ready? You're the best. Okay. So before you even get into these rules, and the reason I use the word rules, which they're really like a set of standards or values, is to make sure you follow them because they're non-negotiable. So they become like your new automatic lifestyle because we do everything 47% the way we did them yesterday. And so we have to kind of be like intentional with rules right now. 
until they become yeah. automatic, right? Like it's kind of like I'm Mr. Miyagiing you with like a little wax on, wax off. That's perfect. That makes sense. Okay. So we're just going to practice. The first one is to be hungry when you eat. So remember, you said portions was the problem. So everything comes back to that. Okay. Be hungry when you eat. So if you're hungry, that means that your body has room for food. Very important. Now, whatever you would normally eat, you're going to cut in half. This is the fail safe in why people lose weight and don't overeat, especially because of portions. You're taking your normal portion, you're cutting it in half. Now, we know it takes 15 minutes for leptin, the hormone that tells us we're satisfied, to tell our mind that we've had enough from the first half portion. That's always been my biggest problem. Like we talked about the body being the greatest invention in the world. Yeah. How dare science do that to me? <laughs> well, actually, it's an you opportunity know, for you to practice like resilience and patience. You are right about that. But in yeah. my mind, it's like, hey, if I get burned by something, the response time is so fast. Yeah. Why is that? Why but based on why like your lifestyle, Danny, and like your medications, like this is what you have to work on is resilience, right? Oh, How much you can handle in the moment. So you're not impulsive or responding differently. I mean, you need that quick response for like, being a comedian, but also you'll have that. But now it's all about your nervous system, right? We need to regulate and calm down your body so you could be here having joy. This is a real come to Jesus meeting for me. Okay, cool. This is why, again, why I love this show. I think you are the first guest that I've had in a hundred plus episodes to be like, stop fucking around. We're going to figure this out. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because it's like, you're an advocate for yourself. You know that already. And like, right. you're waiting for a doctor appointment or a sleep appointment. I'm like, no, you have tools right now. Why are we waiting till the end of this month? Start right now. You're here now. I am kind of a slut for those. <laughs> I'll start when I'll start Monday. You know what I'm saying? No, it's like, it's a, no, it's like I want to start it on a round week. Why? Know? I mean, you that's like you know what that says to me? It's hard. Yeah. And so I'm gonna need some willpower and I'm gonna have to like dig deep. And the truth is, is like I'm looking for you to have so much inner power that you're like, I'm like a fucking dragon. Like I own this shit. Not like yeah. I need something to help me. No, you have everything you need inside of you. And it's no, it's so funny that you say that. I was going to say weird, but it's funny because I've laughed at it a couple of times in my mind is like, sometimes I hate giving people advice because it's like, yeah, dude, like I ate a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, like basically on the toilet last night. Like, how am I going to tell you what to do? You know, it's just like, right. I always, that's why I always put a disclaimer at the front of the show. I'm like, basically, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I can just only share what I go through on a daily basis. Yeah. I You're helping people. Yeah. yeah, I try to be as transparent with my just discretions. I think so many yeah. people are afraid to be like, oh, no, I kind of fucked up. No, you I know? think it's important to own it. It's not an easy thing to own it. And like, yeah. we're all a work in progress. I know. I just, yeah. I, that feeling of my, knowing that the body can eat itself for energy. Yeah. Is one of the most True. amazing things. I just. Let's prevent that though. Let's prevent that, you know? Let's prevent that 100% of the time. Yeah. Because a lot of people, is it as simple as, and we're going to get back to the six rules, but I just need this question answered as well. Is it as simple as eat less, sleep more, exercise more? Yeah, actually. Except we get those emotional triggers that take us off our path. And we're like, how the hell did I end up over here? I was just doing that over there. And we have to be so awake. That's why we have to practice. 
So it becomes our new automatic. And it happens. And it's so magical when it happens. I needed this. Okay, cool. I'm so happy. It's like when a woman looks outside the window and it's raining and it hasn't rained in a while and they just go, we needed this. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it feels like right now. That's awesome. What was number two? Let me finish number one. So you eat when you're hungry. You take your normal portion, you cut it in half, you wait 15 minutes, and then you reassess if you need more. Most likely, we don't need more because we're going to eat again in two and a half, three hours. And if you have more weight to lose, you're definitely not as hungry as you think because your body fat's high. And so you're not as metabolically active as you think. Okay. Uh, Rule number two. Being fat has its advantages. Does it? No, it doesn't. I'm just no. feel As you get that. more muscular, it has its advantages, I would say. <laughs> the worst part is I've been, a, I was an athlete my whole life. And then I just, it was like, oh, I'll be a comedian. And then it's just like, yeah, but you have to exercise. That's another thing too, is my exercise is so. But starting today, it's going to change. Start when we hang up. Yeah. So rule number two is to eat what you love. So when you say what is the best thing to eat, it is to eat what you love, but there is like a caveat. You have to only eat foods that make you feel well. Mm. You have to like really be in a relationship with your body and like be your best friend, right? I don't know if I am when it comes to eating. I mean, I know for a fact I'm not. Well, you didn't think about it that way. You didn't think of like this body that's like amazing and like it's screaming at you like we're hurting. Pay attention. The reason I'm on the toilet having a pint of ice cream is you're eating something that is making me not feel well. Let's change that. No, it's probably the reason I'm on the toilet in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Rule number three, eat without distractions. This is one I'm very interested in because if I'm correct, if I'm wrong, just be like, you're wrong. Shut up. (laughs) I uh, will. You know, I will. It's for real. Yeah. I used to be so... Oh no, like, oh yeah, like I'm I'm so open to learning these things now. The older I get, I'm like, I don't want like a six-pack abs and all this stuff. I just want to live to be like 79 to 87 years old. Like the With, that- but feeling well during that whole time, like having the best quality of life. Correct. You know what I mean? Because if you yes. go at the average lifespan now for men in America, it's like 77. If I eclipse that, that would be fantastic. Let's change that. Yeah. 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 That. Yeah. Yeah. Eat without distractions. I don't think I've had a meal without a TV or a phone on it maybe 15 years. Yeah. It's interesting. So food is actually really, really boring. Very. Yeah. And so we need distractions to like entertain us, but we get it confused and think it's the food that we're liking. So food is fuel. And people think that it's like fun or entertainment or comfort or even the enemy. And so just in the beginning, like try and remove all the distractions. It really takes like four minutes to eat, maybe six minutes, hopefully seven, hopefully 15 for that first half. But we're rushing through it and we can overeat all our food so fast because we're laughing or enjoying something or because we're bored. And so like, it's really understanding, maybe I need a deep breath here and not food. And then like, Maybe I can come back to like, ideally, I want you to sit at the kitchen table with no distractions. You can sit with your wife. All right. I was going to yeah. say my wife might be a distraction, but. Like right now, how bad do you have to pee? I'm good. Right. So you took less than a second to figure that out. Yeah. You can do the same thing with, I'm going to eat half when I'm hungry. And you can do that when she's right there with you. You could do that while you're looking at a menu. You can do that while you're sitting with friends. It doesn't really matter. That's not the part that's distracting. The taking your mind away from the food is the problem. 
be with the food. You know, we are so rewarded by the anticipation you get to put it in your mouth that we forget to enjoy what's in our mouth. And truly, we're supposed to chew our food 15 to 40 times per bite to help with digestive distress. We're supposed to smell our food. I mean, we got to help our body a little bit. I know. I think it's it's like we forget we're animals sometimes. We do. We forget we're animals. We forget we're animals. Now, because the first thing that came into my mind, I was like, yeah, my freaking dog smells the same food that he eats every day, like before he eats it. I was like, why is he doing that? Yeah. It's important because then he's actually like alerting his body and he's getting saliva, which is going to help break down the food. And it actually alerts your stomach. So it starts producing all the hydrochloric acid you need to break down proteins and fats. Like you need to smell your food. You need to actually, like if I say like pickle right now and you start thinking about and you get saliva, you don't actually have to go and eat, but now your body is actually ready to break it down. We're bypassing that. We're missing that. Yeah. We need that. We need it. It's really important. I feel like I smoked weed for the first time ever. And I just met like somebody that just got back from college. And I'm like, funny, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, you know, it's, like, you're it's right. simple. It's simple. I think that's the thing. The problem that we have just as human beings nowadays, we just overcomplicate everything. Yeah, yeah. We live in a very overcomplicated, privileged lifestyle. Yeah. It's and like fast. Yeah. And it's like, listen, I understand people have different backgrounds and different financial situations, but like most of us still have Wi-Fi. Yeah. And like most of us like still have a phone and access to all these things. It's just like the oversaturation of our brains. Right. Let me look up this diet. Let me look up this. Let me look up intermittent fasting. Like, is this like good for me? Right. It becomes, I'm like a paleo vegetarian, vegan, dairy. Don't even have a label. Be anything you want. How about that? Yeah. That's how I feel. It's like. Be anything you want. I want to be all 15 of these. Like, why can't I be all of them? And you can. You can at any given time. At any given time, it doesn't matter. I do not love labels, which is like, even when you think about like, eat what you love, rule number two, people are like, but now I'm only thinking about ice cream and pastries. And that's only because you've been restricted from it and only because you think it's bad or you shouldn't eat it. And so if we kind of think food is food and we start thinking of like all food is bananas, even if somebody hands somebody a banana, they're like, why are you handing me the banana? I'm not really hungry right now. I'm going to put that on the counter. And if we think of ice cream as a banana, then we're going to stop and think like, why are you handing that to me? Am I hungry? Okay. I'm not yet. I'm going to put it on the counter, right? Don't label, don't sensationalize food. Just call it food, you yeah. know, and That's be hungry when you eat. So Italian though. That's the hard part too. It's just like, oh my God. Like my wife, she tries to watch my carb intake sometimes because like she, she was like, if you're going to snack, just like, don't have it be too carby. It's not good for your diabetes. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah, you need balance. Yeah, yeah. She, brought, she brought home like fresh mozzarella yesterday. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it, it was almost sexual. I'll be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. I saw the food and I was like, I'm going to tear that shit up. Yeah, but okay. So, like, talk to me about tearing that shit up. Like, how big was it? The size of a golf ball, the size of a oh, softball? I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell you right now eight ounces. Eight ounces. Okay. So, were you hungry when you saw it? Starving. I didn't eat breakfast. Okay. And so when you say tear it up, did you enjoy what you ate? Were oh, you what with I, it? Well, I was with it. I was with it, but I literally ate it out of the plastic container and destroyed it. <laughs> Which is fine. Did you overeat it? I mean, the Ozempic doesn't really let you overeat anything. 
Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I split a good amount of it with her. I'm like, literally, like if we were like on a deserted island, her and I, I like ripped it in half. It's like, and like gave her like her pieces. <laughs> and like, right. yeah, know, this is like yeah. How it was. But yeah, if I eat too much on Ozempic, like just being honest, like I'll, I'll shit myself. Yeah, I mean, nobody can. But also, I'm wondering if you're shitting yourself because you got some food sensitivities. I'm going to send oh, no. you like a test for that. Your body fat is basically the like a scale that you would walk on. And it's a measure of like the percentage of fat to muscle and water based on the weight. And the, the weight is important, but your body fat percentage is actually the most important thing. Because again, I want you to be able to maintain your weight loss, especially after Ozempic. I would say to you like, the most important thing is that you're learning right now how to control your nervous system, how to be in this moment, and how to eat for hunger rather than for emotional reasons. Yeah, I think I have too much. Number three, eat without distractions. That part I feel like I could do. Mentally, like, I could do that. Yeah. I, I enjoy sitting down with my wife and eating food like a normal person. Great. So Great. What's number four? Do Number four to- is 10,000 steps every single day. So here's this why you're I, gonna- This I actually do. You do? Yes. This I actually do because I have two silver labs that okay. if I don't do this, I break it up in between two 5,000 step walks. Amazing. Yeah. So one at, one in the morning and then one at night. And it really, it really takes me like 40 minutes. Yeah. It's not a long time. And like, we're so inactive. Like I sit for seven hours during a day. Like it's really important to move as often as possible to mo- the average American gets about three to 4,000 steps and they're obese. Yeah. That's not, yeah. It's not and bad. to reduce your risk of like Alzheimer's or sudden death, you want to have at least 7,000, but yeah. I'm all about maintaining weight and your weight loss and you need 10,000 for that. Yes. So like, I would say over the last, like almost two months, I've been doing this almost religiously yeah because i said you know if i'm gonna have like a piece of this or whatever it helps me feel a little better about having those small little treats here and there if i know that i got ten thousand steps in so in general a person has about a teaspoon of blood sugar in their bloodstream at all time and your what for whatever reason your cells are not recognizing that the sugar should be uploaded into the cell so it's kind of like you have more than a teaspoon of blood sugar in your bloodstream at all time And by walking before you eat and after you eat, it actually helps the cells take in more sugar from your bloodstream. It's what balances your blood sugar. It's really important. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my blood tastes like like half candy. (laughs) Like if I were to like prick myself, like how I'd have to do every day and like taste it, I'm like, yeah, it would taste like cotton candy. Maybe when it was like 12.8, but like at 5.6, like it's just like normal. Yeah, not now. Yeah, like now it's normal blood. Like, do you know how happy I am to just have? Yeah, you should be happy. I'm so happy for you. Honestly, you're doing it. I'm just doing the best that I can to just. I don't want to die from this. No, stupid. Yeah, I gotta die from something cooler than this. Yeah. So many people don't understand how deadly diabetes is. I know. And then it's like, oh yeah, it's diabetes, but like, and even as a comedian, you know, I I talk about it too, but it's like. Oh no, like you could die, dude, at yeah. an early age and like lose your fingers and your eyesight and your eyesight. I have and to your toes. To, I have to go to a diabetic dentist. I yeah. have to go to a diabetic ophthalmologist. Yeah. I have to go to all those things. And this was something that I used to never do. I love the doctor now. I love yeah, it. that's awesome. And you're turning this around and you know your body, as you know, you will have no signs of it at one point. 
and it's coming soon. So that's beyond exciting. For yeah, you. I know you have a hard out and you have to leave soon, but I have to say that this has been one of the more enlightening episodes I've ever done on the show. It's been because, so much fun. Thank you. Because nobody's ever really come on here and just be like, all right, dude. Yeah. What's going on with you, motherfucker? Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, that's my style. So I, no, I, I love that. It's like, yeah. what's your sleep like? It's like, but be for real. Like when people are like that, I used to not be as honest as I could. But in those situations, it's like, this is a free session, baby. It is a free session. Yeah. But now we got it. Like, you're going to have to bring me back on because we didn't get to water or sleep. And we're going to have to really get into like your sleep when you have your results. Yes. 100%. We, we have to fix that. And I have a million things to do. As soon as I get my results back, I drink a gallon of water a day. Is that enough for it's too much? Is it really it's too much? It's too much. Yeah. You don't want to like filter out all the vitamins and minerals. You want some of it to kind of stick. So okay. I would, I think eight to 10 for you is really what you need. Yeah. I, glasses? Glasses. So half okay. of the gallon. Okay. It's right. too much. It's just, I get scared with like all the medication I'm on sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, let me just let my kidney like. Oh, but you're man. getting it in some of your food. Like if you're drinking eight that to 10 true. cups of water and you're eating like a well-rounded diet, it's in your food. You're fine. Yeah. It's when you don't drink eight to 10 when you have a problem. You don't like everything like in moderation. Too much is not good and too little is really ineffective. Okay. So five is drink water. Five is drink water and six is seven hours of sleep. And like, you know, at some point I want to talk to you about like all the ways in which sleep is like people can't fall asleep, stay asleep. They wake up not feeling well and then they nap too often. So going forward, your naps are less than 15 minutes for now on. Okay, less than 15 minutes. And you're really going to try not to hit the snooze button ever because you're screwing up your sleep schedule. I never hit a snooze button. My wife hits it 10 times every morning. It drives me insane. Yeah, she she can't anymore. Yeah, work on waking and sleeping at the same time when you can. All right, so this is what we're going to do, right? Yeah. I'm going to adopt these six rules. I can't wait. Okay, and then let's do this. And like, what do you want to do? A couple months case study? Yeah. I mean, I actually really want to. Okay. So I really want to see. Let's do one month. Okay. Let's do one month. And let me tell you something really quickly. If you follow all six rules at 90%, you'll lose three pounds a week. If you follow the rules at 80%, you'll lose half a pound to one and a half pounds a week. If you follow the rules at 70%, you're not losing weight. 60%, you're gaining weight. So the Ozempic is already helping, but you could do this on your own. Yeah. Because it's, you know, my rules are kind of like Ozempic, working on the hippocampus and the liver. This is, you know what? I'm fired up. Okay, cool. I'll fired see you in a month. I'll so see you in a I'll month. See you in a month. I'll Feel see good. You in a month. So for the people that just are listening before you go, where can they all find you on the internet? I, I'm a guinea pig right now. I love this. I'm so excited. Obviously, they can find your book on Amazon, but where else can they find you? Website, all that stuff, et cetera, all the good stuff. Everything is Kim Shapiro Method. So Instagram, Kim Shapiro Method, website, TikTok, Pinterest, all the things, Kim Shapiro Method. All right. And you want to know something? It's the 14th. I'm going to start today. Okay. So I'll see you in one month. Oh, man. This is great. Cool. See ya. Fantastic. Have a good one. I love you too. Bye. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Off the Cuff presented to you by 101 Life. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and send us some love with a review. And don't forget, we're all in this together and you're never alone. Peace. 